Hey, welcome to Speaking Highly with John Huck. I am John Huck. With me as always, Andy Fawcett. How are you, buddy? Good, good. How are you doing, John? Good. I'm excellent. I'm just going to say, I think from now on, I'm going to start saying the like the topic of the show right off to, right off the top. Sure. Is that, is that cool? So I'm just going to like... Yeah, you can re- redo it if you want. No, no, no. Uh, I think oh. people should hear us understanding that this is how we're going to do it from now on. <laughs> this is great. Yeah, this, no, this I just is podcasting right here. I feel like because we are look, I mean, the, well, this is a learning curve. I've been on other podcasts, but this is the first time that um, we've had that I've done something like this with a yeah. producer like Indy. So um, we're and again, we're doing this in a pandemic. Like, I have all his gear at my house. It's not like I, I'm. <laughs> I don't have this gear anywhere. We're on the honor like a, system here. On we're this on podcast. the honor system. Yeah. If I wanted to, I could take all this stuff and go to Mexico and start my own <laughs> podcast company down there. But then you'd call me and have questions. And- I'd be like, hey, man, remember that stuff I stole from you? I need to figure out. I literally, I mean, that's yeah. the truth, too. I'm, I'm having I'm having some issues with the gear. But so, like I said, we're just trying to figure this out. So if yeah. there's stuff like we're like, oh, like the first episode, I'm looking down a lot like you we you, you can comment on it, but we already know. Nobody remembers my, episode point. one, John. That's true. Well, this episode one of Next our show. Year, is so put it this way: if good. we do an episode a week, we're going to be on episode fifty this time next year. So, Boom. and then people ain't be nobody like, gonna remember one. this, right? <laughs> good point. Good point. <laughs> yeah. Today's today's episode is about designated drivers. That's the topic. That's the topic uh, we're going to talk about. Now, I don't. I know it sounds kind of like um. Not not morbid but like it's 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 not like a fun happy topic i mean the reason there are designated drivers is because people can't handle their alcohol and they go out and they drink too much and they crash into each other and yeah. a lot of problems occur um but uh but this is a, a celebration of the people that go above and beyond by i guess not um by one, being in control of themselves, and two, refraining from alcohol long enough to give their friends a ride home and get everyone home safely. So today's guest is my favorite, one of my favorite designated drivers that I've ever known, uh, Eddie Pence. And he is a, a, a kind of an interesting character because unlike a lot of designated drivers where they're chosen by their friends before they go out, um, you know, like, hey, Steve, it's you. You're not going to drink tonight. This, is be- and this Steve fun is, like, is bestowed upon you, sir, tonight. Right, <laughs> and it's, it's they get something. They get something kind of in return. It's like you get, right. you know, we'll pay for your gas, or we'll do, you know, we'll help yeah. you paint your dad's house. It's or whatever never it enough, like, but it's still it, it, that's something. true. It's, it's actually it's always like, no, dude, I'll give I'll give you a ride to school on Monday. Like, right. dude, that sucks. Like bro. I already had one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so the idea that people take that like okay so if they're chosen that's one thing but like a guy like eddie is never had any alcohol uh in his life he doesn't wow. he's never drank he doesn't do drugs so he he i mean among his friends in high school i would imagine and i'm saying this like if anyone's horrified i come from the midwest we started drinking when we were like 15 years old you know what i mean it was a very come from a smaller town there's not a whole lot to do everybody's parents yeah. had beers and alcohol you why, why not snag some of that and and have a little fun um and it resulted in problems for a lot of people you know um but again people like eddie and in in my case a guy paul kalmuck was my uh still a very good friend of mine but he um and i have no problem saying that i was at first i was like should i say his full name and i'm like why he did a good thing he's he's doing it's not he didn't rob anybody he's not a a murderer there's no statute of limitations you're uh yeah right like he was a designated driver back in 1994 but we can't prove it right um (laughs) 
so so that that kid paul kalmuck i mean he always drove and he the the i mean if you've been around drunk teenagers drunk college kids drunk people in general just the obnoxiousness yeah, yeah dude i mean when i think about the hell i've put some people who have had to give me rides like i i'm consistently amazed that i still have the friends that i have that have known me for as long as they've known me you know i mean yeah. now it's like oh i met john he's nice but if you've had to put up with me for as long as some of these people have yeah it's it would be maddening it would be yeah maddening. It's, it's interesting like i never thought i i, I never uh, uh associated myself with being the designated driver but i always ended up being that guy you know into high school into beginning you know into college yeah. i was just more into weed so like my friend group was like you're driving right so it was like it was like yeah it was always bestowed upon me because like I always digged weed more than drinking, but like I wanted to drink too you know that's what sucked you know but sure. like, I was like well, I'm the also, weed guy I guess. But also I like how I like how you're like you didn't remain sober you right, still got yeah. high you still got high you're like you're they're like hey you're the designated driver so you can only get like this lit up okay right. it's gonna yeah. be yeah <laughs> um that's really funny but but in eddie's case and paul's case um they are not even weed smokers they're not weed guys at all Just so straight edge yeah straight well paul have a beer but you know i don't think yeah. that's his this is not his jam some people just don't give a shit and yeah um it's just those people that's that those are the types of people we're celebrating today the friends that get you home yep. uh when without them <laughs> you would have wandered off into the desert or whatever and oh my god and yeah. never know and also i want to point out i can i don't know if you guys can see this fun this little uh little oh, zit yes. i got going on um i had a little bit of a red i was like oh i think i'm getting a zit like a little tiny the little littlest and my wife was like oh i have a little something i'll, I'll just put a little put a little patch on it and i'm like are you sure because i don't i've never just yeah just put the patch on it and then sleep like that and then keep it on as long as you can so i keep it on till like right before we go today and i take it off i'm like oh cool it is sucked like every amount of zit in my cheek to the surface and like just it, so that's what that is i'll try to look i'll try to look like this as much as possible right. Well, Bizarre. yeah, that's what, you know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Right, John? Well, the road to zit cheek was paved with my <laughs> wife thinking she could fix it. The road to zit cheek. I don't know a lot about hell, that's but the I know script. that this, yeah. <laughs> the road to zit cheek is a Bob Hope, Bing Crosby road movie. Um, oh, really, some, some funny um, kind of not i don't i don't see again like this yeah. is a topic that i know isn't like a humorous topic but some some interesting i guess stuff i found out because i just i do like a basic internet search for this stuff i'm not going down a rabbit hole or diving too deep but i do sort of check it against facts i'm not trying to give people misinformation or anything like that hey. and not that this would matter but the concept i found this so interesting because when you think about designated drivers and you think about drunk driving you think about it as being something very mid 80s like very like yep. in the mid 80s or at least for me you're uh were well i definitely either. i i still it's kind of a before my time that went into my childhood you know mad and all that yeah. stuff yeah mad started yeah. in 1986 i think it was mm -hmm. yeah and and but but the concept of the drunk the designated driver the concept of someone else driving drunk people home yeah. was kind of developed in 1920 in scandinavia wow <laughs> which which means that they were just the first people who were like hey when henry gets real liquored up he crashes his car all the time eventually henry might crash into one of us 
it's in our best interest right. to give Henry a ride home of our own accord and right. then make sure he's home safe so he's not driving. Like that's just I mean, my guess is that's just a evolutionary right. process of thought where you're like you can put you can see that other people's actions are gonna endanger your life eventually. So you're like, hey man, I'll give you a ride because that right. way you're not driving a car. Yeah, he keeps he keeps crashing his car into the water, <laughs> was, uh, the glacier up in up in Stockholm. You're a be you're a better man than I for tackling a Scandinavian <laughs> accent. I wasn't even gonna. I, I thought about looking it up and like, because what if, if I have an audition and it, they'll say something yeah. like, you know, I'll go to the internet and I'll be like, and and wh what did I do once? I was looking for a Swedish, trying to do a Swedish accent, and all I kept getting was the Swedish chef from yeah. the Muppets, <laughs> and I was like, I don't. This seems like it'd be a little offensive and over the top if I went in like that. It's like he doesn't even say words. No, <laughs> that was like... the whole thing was gibberish. I'm like, yeah, right. they're not gonna like that too much. That's funny. Uh, Apologies designated... to all the uh, the Swedish and the, uh, yeah, well, the Scandinavian. First of all, we're probably gonna find that we do have. You know how you get those the lists of where your podcast gets listened yeah. to? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, I mean, we're going to blow up in, in uh, Scandinavia. Scandinavia. Yeah. I, I always assume it's like, if it's somewhere crazy, I'm like, there's an army base there and there's somebody, you know what I mean? Because like yeah. military people, a lot of them stationed wherever podcasts might be their only f source of entertainment, you know? Yep. So I'm always down when I see stuff like that. It's yeah, interesting to me. Definitely. Uh, the, uh, the first um, company to kind of, push a designated driver program in Canada was mm. the the people who made Canadian club whiskey. Really? So it's, yeah. It's, it's like it, to me, it's, it's almost like, um, uh, a way to save your own ass and still that make is money. So weird. My, I never met my grandfather, but my grandfather was the president of marketing for that company. Canadian club. Yeah. Canadian club. Holy shit, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy, dude. I never met he died in the sixties, like when my dad was like sixteen or something. From cirrhosis and or Yeah, from alcohol, unfortunately. Yeah. Um Dude. Yeah. 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 Wow. It's yeah, and I was like, wait, Canadian Club? That like that's still a brand. And I'm like Dude, it is it is still a brand. He just it, told it, me recently too. I'm like, what? No wonder I like whiskey. I should dude, really I stop. Drank, <laughs> dude, I drank Canadian Club in college. I mean, it's not obviously your grandfather didn't brew it or uh <laughs> he anything. was just slanging it around it's now. not yeah. delicious it's not like the best whiskey i've ever had you know yeah, yeah. it's up there with like uh imperial if you've ever right. had that or yeah. um kessler which yeah. is any even an evan think, williams perhaps I, well i think the rule is <laughs> if you can buy it in a plastic jug it's disgusting. Yes. It's for homeless people. <laughs> They're like, we don't care about the glass because the glass is just to keep the liquor pure. This isn't, we yeah, don't care. That, that's not their market share. Right? No, dude. Yeah. No. Anything that comes with it, like my dad drank Popov vodka. That came in a plastic oh jug. Oh, my God. Popov. I remember that. That was the Bottom high school play. Bottom shelf. That, that was, was the, the high school play. Bottom shelf. Yep. That was the high school. Oh, the high school. You go Move. into Vons and you convince somebody, give me that pop off. I know. thought, I, I thought you were meaning. I thought you meant there was a play by like a Russian play. I'm like pop off the play. Like I've never heard That's of that. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, I mean, just just gross booze. But Canadian Club was like, hey, we need to keep the people that drink our booze alive. Yeah. And the best way to do that would be to make sure they get home safe so they could drink it again tomorrow. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. 
the idea, you know, probably about 1986 was what you were talking about, MAD, Mothers Against Drunk Driving. Yeah. Really, um, as an organization, I think, you know, again, this is, you're talking moms are some of the most dedicated, loyal people on the planet. And when you take away their kids, they're not going to sit idly by. You know what I mean? It was... Right. um. It was kind of a, it was a, it was a call. It was a response to just the insanity of people just not giving a shit. I grew up when uh, Wisconsin, I'm from Illinois and in Wisconsin until I was about 12, 13 years old, Wisconsin, the drinking age was 18. So people oh. could go who were, who were not 21 yet in Illinois would drive up to Wisconsin, get tanked and then come home. So the oh accidents God. at the border, it got so bad that eventually the United States was said to Wisconsin, we're not going to fund any more roads. You're not going to have any more funding wow, for these types of things insane. unless you change, you know, um, yeah. you change what you're doing. That's insane. I don't know what's the United States government. I'm sure it was a, on a local level. Uh, right, local I'm, I'm level, sure it's but just it was, a humanitarian it, response. <laughs> it was, yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. And and MAD, the, fact, this, the number I saw that like as of, you know, recently, um, it's estimated that since this drunk driver thing, and and look, when Mad started, it then it kind of garnered the support of Hollywood, and when Hollywood started talking about it, and when actors started doing Mad commercials and you know, rockers against drunk driving and that kind of stuff, when the music industry kind of got involved, and people can laugh and make fun of that, like Vince Neil having to do a, a, a Mothers Against Drunk Driving commercial after he'd killed somebody, and then right. you know, never did any time for it. You know what I mean? It, there's yeah, there's all kinds of hypocrisy within that program and everything they did but in the long run they saved about 400,000 lives that's and, insane man. that's and, awesome. and those aren't uh, that's just like I, you it's know, just you, smart that's what it nobody's is gonna, nobody's gonna live forever but like yeah. people should be allowed to achieve their potential and when you snuff out kids there's nothing really in my opinion worse than that because yeah. that's you're just taking away everything you know it's terrible um, so the Mothers Against Drunk Drivers, again, however you feel about them, they did this, implemented this program that saved about 400,000 lives all total. So we're pretty pumped for that. Um, I got to say that I can guarantee you if I would have tried driving my car every single time I was hammered that without the help of guys like Paul or Eddie, I there'd be no way we'd be doing a podcast right now. I'd either be in prison yep. or I would be dead, you know. Yep. Um but also, I think as because of when I grew up and I could see what was going on, and and it was still it was the infant infant stages of that kind of stuff. Because you know, people like Sam Kinison were still making jokes. Oh, you want me to get a designated driver? You want me to take the bus? Fuck that! Right. Like you know, and everyone's like, Yeah, I'm a man. I drive my car after I have 18 beers. It's like, <laughs> dude, not necessary. Yeah. Not necessary. So today we're going to celebrate designated drivers by talking to, uh, like I said, and and a designated driver that I met in my adult years. Um, uh, who has <laughs> remained my friend, uh, even even though I'm sure I've been more than <laughs> annoying in some of these car rides. Uh, cool. But I'm excited we're to talk to Eddie Pence. So uh, enjoy. Okay, guys, um, my guest today, Eddie Pence. You probably know him best as co-host of the Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. He's also on The Ramble with Jerry Rocha. He was on a show called Swings and Misses with Cody Decker and Jen Sturger. And I'm, if I'm not, 
I think that's it. Or is there? <laughs> right now, these are, all, these are podcasts, by the way. I'm yes. Reading, so I, this is like a, I, I just opened a podcast directory, and then I just start reading them, and it turns out Eddie's involved in every single one. I give I give you a lot of shit, but but I I'm, I'm always happy to see you working and and doing what you like doing because oh, I know that we both went through a a, a slow point or a slow. <laughs> Several slow you, points, sl- several downturns in our careers, if you will, and and just you know this kind of I I feel like Ralph especially kind of lit a fire you know under your ass and got you kind of motivated and now you're yeah Ralph kinda... helped out a lot he put a lot he got me a lot of exposure within his circle of of fans and it it really kind of uh, did a lot of the 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 heavy lifting that I had been trying to do for years because it's sometimes, hard yeah. It's hard to Go build ahead. that fan as a comedian. It's hard to build that like loyal fan base. That's like that, and that's our lifeblood as comedians is to have those people that support you, and it's a hard thing to do. And usually, you get it by you know featuring for a headliner, and then those headliners' fans become your fans. Um, yeah. So it's a lot in that way because podcasting is basically taking over for stand-up comedy at this point. So now it's like you have to join someone else's podcast and grab their f- listeners, and then you create your own stuff. So it's kind of similar in a way. Yeah, because the, the for people that don't know, and I, I want to put up a link if this is still on, I mean, you have been at it as longer than I have, really. I mean, at least by a year, you know? So that's a fucking it's a crazy long time. when t- 22 years at this point, you know? Yeah, 98 so, I started. Early yeah, 98? I, I mean, I got here in 99. I started to late 2000, you know. But, but like, with starting, we were dicking around for two or three years. I mean, dude, we didn't take it serious oh, for a while. I just wanted to meet girls, tell fart <laughs> jokes, and get hammered. That's yeah. literally all I wanted to do. I did not give a shit. Um, but, like I said, you know, um, and, and with, that, with that support from those people, from those fans, when you did your... Uh, you did like a GoFundMe to help fund a special yeah. or an Indiegogo. Indiegogo, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and dude, that special is now on Amazon Prime. It's called the Unspecial. Yeah, the Unspecial correct? Comedy Special. The Unspecial Comedy Special. It's on Amazon Prime. If you have Prime, you can watch it. Um, but I mean, that that the amount of support you could see pouring in online for people that not just wanted you to do it, but we're going to buy it when it came out. It was, I was, I was still blown. Like I said, like we've, I think we talked about this before. Um, it was on, on your previous podcast when you did your other one. Many, 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 many podcasts. (laughs) But we talked about like, I was like, I was hoping to raise maybe $5,000 just on a whim. And and do shoestring budget and just shoot it. I was going to do it at stage two at the ice house here in Pasadena on two iPhones. If I had to, I was just going to, I just wanted to do it. And then I was able, like I said, the, those people are crazy f- loyal and super supportive. And I uh, started raising five, I raised 15,000. And I was able to do it the way I wanted to do it. So it was really cool. That's awesome. That is awesome. And and it, like I said, it's out. It looks great. You know what I mean? Oh, um, it, it's very funny. Um, but let's kind of get to... We, well, we we met doing comedy. We met doing stand up. Yes, we were, but we turned out to be neighbors, sort of happenstance, just because. And I don't remember the first time we went somewhere together, but I do remember you calling me and saying, "Hey, man, if you want, I can give you a ride so you can have some beers or whatever." 
and I was like, "Oh yeah, that is that sounds like a good idea." And, I like this guy. Yeah, I like I like I like this having a neighbor. And then I think I knew this about you already, but you never been um, a boozer. You know, no, yeah, I don't. And drink. not even and not even a casual. You're not even like I'll have a beer on a hot day. Like you've had no. one shot of tequila in your whole life, and yeah. that was it. Yeah, because someone bought it for me while I was on stage, and, and you I forgot to know how to say. I no. forgot to tell the bartender, "Don't serve me alcohol on stage." Which is something by if anyone doesn't know, something it's a kind of a co- comedian's trick. If because this used to happen to me, I would do so many jokes about drinking and drugs and everything <laughs> that people would immediately assume I wanted to be blacked out at every second of my life. <laughs> so I'm, I'll be up on stage and like, oh wait, I remember one one show I did like a shot of whiskey, a shot of gin, oh. a shot of tequila, like nothing that meshed. And I, by the end of it, I was like, dude, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> And then when I got to Madison, the bartender there at the Comedy on State was like, hey, man, if there's if you want me to coax, I'm like, yes, if somebody tries to order me a shot of whiskey, put it Coke in a glass. If someone like I just I could it's, it ruined. It takes you out of the moment. It's not good for comedy. It's yeah, not I was funny. I was in El Paso and I was I was fe- featuring for Ian Bag, and I had gotten to most of my set. And I don't, I don't talk about drinking in my act or anything like because I don't drink. But for some reason, I was doing really well. And just sometimes the audience will do that for a comic if they're they, really they, enjoying it. It's like a tip. It's like a it's tip. It's like, yeah. And so they sent me up a shot of tequila. And I usually tell the bartender before sets, hey, just put Coke in there or whatever. And I forgot. And it, luckily, the shot came up at the end of the set. And you can't not take the shot because everyone, Dude, the whole room is like. Oh, yeah. It, it's the weird, the pressure of that. It's. Because a normal person would go, yeah, you don't want it. Fucking don't drink it. But like, right. there's wh- however many people came out to see Ian that night. Well, I'm assuming a lot of people. Ian's yeah. a fairly popular comic. You get you get those people like, come on, dude. Yeah. And again, on. like we said a minute ago, you're trying to get these fans of this headliner to be your yes. fans. So and you, you don't, don't want to. Want the last thing they remember to be like, nah, he was funny, I think. I don't remember. He just didn't do a shot of tequila yeah. at the end. So I'm like, fuck it. I'll just Dick. do the shot. I'll just do the shot. And I did it. And at the time, I was on a lot of antidepressants. <laughs> oh, fuck. So, like, those two things just, like, smacked me in the face. And I started getting, like, woozy on the last five minutes of the set. Like, I, I basically just stumbled through my closer and then went and laid in the green room until the second show. Good God. Dude. And you did a second show, okay? Yeah, the second show. It was. I was just after I laid down for like twenty minutes. I was fine. Yeah, but because like, it because it works through. It was just one. <laughs> I mean, the, the the comedy of that is hilarious. Just because like one shot of tequila, and you're like, I gotta take a nap. I was like, I just learned my words. Yeah, and 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 back then I would have been like, okay, you giant puss. But <laughs> but now now I had like one glass of wine last night and I was like asleep in like five minutes so I was like good night like I can't I can't which is crazy because like the entire time I've known you you've been like the my the drinking guy the guy yeah. that I know that drinks yep yeah and so, and you're one of the few people that I ever felt like I've been around tons of like I said I've always been sober so I've been a DD for everybody from co- from high school to college all the way through my and you are one of the few fun drunks I've ever been around that was what I was going to say is like, but there, I mean, I'm sure I, first of all, thank you because that makes me feel better because at, when I look back, I know that there are people that would be like, yeah, no, dude, you're not fun at all, bro. You are not fun at all. But I mean, you'd always um, said you'd hit a point where you weren't, but for the most <laughs> part in general, you, I would say 80 to five, 85 to 90% of the time I was around you drunk, you were a fun drunk. All right. Okay. I'll take it. I'll take yeah. it because there are some people that have, there's 0%. No, some people are zero. Most time it's 50, 50. 
Yeah. Yeah. So you like, and this is because you're from Virginia, right? So smaller town yeah. in Virginia. Uh, when I, when I, not now, but when I was going to high, when I was growing, going to high school, it's kind of small. Okay. So suburb of DC. I, yeah. So similar to why I have suburbs of Chicago, but smaller town. So you kind of, your friends, their dads drink, your dad drank, like our dads drink, uh, you know, you kind of think it's what people do. You, kids start drinking 14, 15 yeah. years old, right? Yeah. So then you, people start getting their license and it becomes something where you're not just drinking beers in the woods behind, by some big rock or, or a lake or whatever. You we, had a like dead end. Go, we had a dead end. Oh, it was see, a dead dude, end. We, we had a dead end that like went into the woods that like went back into this thing that was a rock I threw up on about 3,000 times. But And then some of the people I went to high school had stayed at the dead end. Dude, and that... Yeah. And that is where it gets sad. But so we're not going to get into that. <laughs> but, but what, like, when did you, what was the, I mean, I can't, I can't ask you to remember this, but like the, the first time you can remember like multiple friends of yours being like, we are going to get lit up tonight. And then you actually being like, if I don't drive these people home, they're all going to die. Oh, uh, there was, uh, I mean, Probably my I didn't really go out a lot until I was probably a senior in high school. Like I was kind of a a nerd. I'm not a nerd, but I was just a homebody. I didn't you really, liked music, I, video games, and comic books, and you didn't have to leave to find them. Right. And then I my senior year I start I started getting more friends and like that's when people were like, Hey, let's go out. So I'd go out and we'd go out after football games or whatever. And then uh there was one time where I drove like there was like I had a nineteen ninety Ford Mustang. It's a hatchback. You could put well, I still have. Yes. <laughs> I don't drive yeah. it anymore because it sits in my garage broken. But, dude, a 94 Ford Mustang. 1990 I mean, Ford Mustang. Yeah. what I said 94. Oh, but no. I meant 19. Oh, 90. no. 19. It's a, it's a classic now. Yes. Um, yeah. If it ran. And you can put four people in there semi-comfortably, and that's it. It's not a comfortable car. And I would drive people around. We would put – I would put two people in the front seat and the passenger seat. I would put three to four people, depending on the size of the people, in the back seat, and then we would cram two people into the hatchback and shut the hatchback down. <laughs> so just a just a giant walking illegal <laughs> traffic violation waiting to happen. Honestly, if we got in an accident, there was no movement in the car, so it probably would have saved everybody's life. <laughs> would have just been like it's so dense, like. <laughs> Is everyone okay? Yeah, weird man. It would have been like in Demolition Man when uh, the car fills with foam and Sylvester Stallone when he got into an accident and the car filled with foam and you don't move. Impressive, dude. We're not that many episodes in and that's our first Demolition Man (laughs) reference. Very well done, dude. Very well done. Um, Yeah, dude. So, I mean, high school, I just, how, how did you put, I guess think about how annoying, when I, when I, and this isn't a, a dig or whatever, but when I look at like high school kids today, yeah. they annoy me yeah. just by being kids. Yeah. So now when I think about me <laughs> being probably eight times that annoying yeah. and adding, well, I was always loud. My mom could hear me across the, she was like, God damn, dude, like our grade school is across the street from our house. I remember I'd come home and she'd be like, I can hear you at recess. And I'd be like, oh, well, we're outside. She's like, but I'm in the house, literally five football fields away. I shouldn't be able to hear you. I'm like, what? So I've always been loud, and then of course anybody oh, who you add, yeah. you add alcohol to anybody, it become they become louder. So when you have an already loud person, I just like, was there a point where you were like, 
I'm done with you idiots. I'm not doing this anymore. Or was it always sort of a, a way for you to kind of go out anyway and just sort of laugh at people? It was always a way to go out and laugh, but I'd always, it's weird. It's, I always, in the high school and college, I had this one guy who was my, he was very similar to you in the fact that he was always a fun drunk. And that's who I would hang out with. And then when I moved here and I sort of found you and you were that dry, you're like, oh my God. And we called this guy, this guy, his name was Tim. And we called him Bundy because he was 18 and looked like Al Bundy. Like he looked like he was, he had like. Better a, than, honestly, better than looking like Ted Bundy. Very true. But Only he, because, yeah, but. But he had a, uh, he was 18 and he had a comb over. Like he looked like he was a 45. He looked like George Blanda oh. from that video from the Washington game the other day. Like he looked like a f- <laughs> He looked like you looked at me like there's no oh, way that's you're a 18. shame though. But <laughs> that's a shame. I know. We so we called him Bundy and because he looked like Al Bundy and but he was like a fun drunk and I I just love I would have such a good time hanging out with him when he was drunk. Everyone else was super annoying, but I could survive because I picked that one dude who was a fun drunk. The same way with you, like when we would go out, you were a fun drunk, and I would have such a good time laughing with you. I because could we could deal make with fun all, of everyone else. Right, I could deal with all the other annoying people because I had the fun drunk guy. Well, I guess I, I guess we should do a whole show on me and how <laughs> awesome I am at drinking. You are awesome at drinking, but it's... <laughs> But it was just I, – I, I, that's how I was able to tolerate drunk people is I would find that one person who was a fun drunk, not the who guy who was just really? constantly looking for girls when he was drunk or the guy that was trying to start fights when he was drunk, but the guy who was just wanted to have fun and joke around, and I would find that dude, and that's how I tolerated drunk people. That is an interesting – those two things you just mentioned before, that there was, there was always the guys who just – they're just pussy hounds. They yeah. just wanted to hit on chicks, and like – I remember just thinking, like, even back in like high school, I'd be like, "Man, it's got to be annoying to be a female." Yeah, like, these guys are constantly after you. All if you're just like, because I was, I was just going out for fun because I knew deep down, chicks didn't dig me, and all I had was be the funny guy. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it was like, got to be the funny guy, and of course that gives way to. Jesus, nobody likes me unless I'm doing this. And then it becomes an issue. And then you're like, fuck, I need to fix things. And then you eventually do. But, yeah. but like, but to be a female, even like I said, high school, college, like you're just like, hey, like when I think like, if I were to say to you, hey man, let's go out tonight. Let's go to the store. Let's go to the fucking improv, whatever. We would go out, you know, we don't, that's it. We just go out. We don't have to worry about, and this is like if, if we were single or, or yeah. whatever, but we're better looking, whatever you want to say. But like, we don't, women, I never had to worry about like just being harassed by a woman yeah. all night yeah. and who wouldn't leave me alone because she'd had fucking three beers. I was just like, ugh, no. But, but like, we had that group of friends that would get drunk and they had the agenda of going out and trying to hook up. Whereas, like, my group of friends, I was friends with the other guys too, but like my core group of friends, like four or five good buddies, we just wanted to go and have a good time. Yeah, let's do all the forks and put them in the bathtub. Yeah, like one time with college, I like my roommates and I, they all they all were booze hounds and they would get drunk or whatever. But like we would just go to these other parties and we just laugh and like one time we stole a keg out of a out of a out of an apartment party. You love it. And uh, like we're in the party, it's packed, it's shoulder to shoulder. We're in this we're in this apartment and there's probably it's a two bedroom apartment on a college campus and there's probably four hundred people in this apartment. And there's they, they kept the second they kept the second keg in the bathtub. Yeah. You know, packed in ice. Yeah. And and so my buddy comes out, my, my fun drunk buddy, he's like, Hey, the other keg's in the bathtub, you wanna take it? I'm like, Oh yeah, <laughs> let's do that. Because sure. that sounds like the fun thing to do right now. Not because you wanted it, because no. you're like, Man, would this be annoying for everyone here? Right. <laughs> 
and, and, and the party was just filled with a bunch of like college douchebag like frat guys they, and you're just and like, they didn't need another keg they didn't need another keg they didn't care so we went in and we literally went in and there, there was like five of us and we formed a circle and we just stood and we put the keg between in the middle of us and we all just out and this fi- this circle of five guys walked through this party with the keg between <laughs> us <laughs> <laughs> no, we got back to our apartment. We got back to our apartment. We had this full keg, and there was like five guys, and one of them doesn't drink. So there's like this full keg with four dudes and no tap. I was just gonna. I was just gonna say. <laughs> let no me guess. Tap. You didn't have a tapper. Nope. That's. I mean, that would be like having a like you're starving, and you, all you have is a can of tuna and yeah. no can. Of, you're like, oh, <laughs> that we had when when I was in high school. Do you remember the party ball? Yeah. So, Indy wouldn't remember this. Indy, by the way, just so you know, he was born in 1993. So, if you want to oh. chuck batteries at him or whatever on your way out. All the free. stories I just told you were before 1993. <laughs> of course. Dude, everything I say, he's like, oh, cool. Is that before or after you got your fake hip? Um, but, like, uh, shit, I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, party ball. Party ball. Thank you. Before Indy was born. <laughs> That's uh, what a DD does. He tells people. <laughs> What's happening? That's also, dude. Hey, man, what did I do last night? Well, here's what you said. Here's who you insulted. Here's who you need to apologize to. That is good. You're a record keeper. No, of, I'm, I'm tr- highly know, trained. Events. Highly trained, DD. Dude, perfect. And you're not a dope smoker, so your memory is like, yeah. You know, I remember Indy's, everything. And he was trying to say, oh, I was a designated driver in high school because I was the weed guy. I'm like, that's not being a sober designated <laughs> driver, though. There's a difference. But so the party ball comes out, and it's like this amazing. It's if it's not a keg. Yeah. It's much smaller than a keg, but it's like, this is before the 30 pack. So right. it was like a big deal. You could get one of these and like 15, 25 people could get hammered on it in yeah. high school. The first one we ever got, we couldn't figure out how to tap it. Couldn't figure out how to work it. So my buddy just cut the top off and we were <laughs> dipping our cups into like it. Like a ladle of beer. Like a ladle. We just dipping plastic cups in. And I was like talking to girls like hey you want to get you out there i'll get you a cut like it was hey look what we got check like, out our beer cauldron ladies dude disgusting just a teenage <laughs> hand just multiple teenage hands going into the and dirty cups just oh dude nothing was clean we were in like somebody's basement of a house that everyone had just moved out of so we're like this is filthy huh that's why we had immune systems back then that's why yeah that's how i'm staying safe right now is because i used to drink hand beers from Fucking party ball. Well, it's but like that watching was... kids and doing those college parties playing a uh, beer pong, and that fucking beer Dude, pong ball would hit rolls the ground, under the, rolls under the fridge, and they pull it out and they just keep playing. <laughs> and then it lands in your cup, and you get to drink the cup. Like we did, we had quarters dude we played. Yeah, quarters. Yeah. No, we had these. We had this bar. It was called the Airport Inn in college, and they had a, a, a period of time on Friday nights from four to six p.m. that they called the flight. And at the flight, it was 25 cent Pabst eight ounce beers. 25 cent Pabst eight ounce beers. So with a, that should be illegal. With four quarters, you could get four eight ounce beers. But if if you had a full beer and someone dropped a quarter into your beer, you had to slam the beer and then get another one with that quarter right away. So people like. <laughs> If you've ever touched a quarter, you are the millionth person to have touched that quarter. Yeah. Um, and it goes Ugh. into the, and I guess everyone's like, alcohol kills all the germs. But I'm like, knowing what I know now, and if I would have seen that going on in public, I would probably throw up. But in college, I'm like holding quarters in my teeth, like, <laughs> like, just a fucking idiot. Well, it's dude. just, and quarters are kept in your pocket with everything else. Uh, 
Oof. Dude, I, my oh. buddy was counting money. He put a 20 in his mouth to keep... I go, take that 20 out of you. He goes, oh my Ew. God, you're right. I'm like, first of all, you got cocaine all over your lip now. Second of all, like... Every, Didn't you do a study? Like, dollar bills have like so much fecal matter on them. Every First of all, like every $100 bill has so much cocaine on it. Every dollar bill has like four times that amount of cocaine on it. And yes, fecal matter on money is huge. <laughs> fecal matter is everywhere basically just know that if you're walking around in the united states you're going through a cloud of poo no yeah. matter what you're doing well, if you flush your toilet there is a cloud of poo shooting up in your face people who leave their toilet seat up yeah flush the toilet no you're, you're, you you're getting a mushroom cloud of fecal matter that's in your all you're face. doing and, it, and if you're over it while you do it that what are you doing you're, what, just is, is that going down your, is that going down okay, shit into your down. own eyes next time just just <laughs> fucking what are you doing <laughs> hygiene with john and eddie but so, but I want to talk about just a couple other times that we, uh, because there was, there were basic times in like LA, you know, you would drive out to, we go to the store or whatever, like not far away. And it yeah. was like, I only have a couple beers, but I can't remember. I like, I, I feel like I've always ha had this love of minor league baseball, but I think that you were the one who said, oh yeah, you like minor league baseball. We go to games and they have, and th this is how you, you pitched it to me. Like. <laughs> It was it was you your your wife and your kid and I think to to be honest it was probably like oh man John you'd love this plus if you can go then you're also another you're not just my wife and my kid there's right. other people you know I have other one other people to talk to which is which I completely and this isn't a, this isn't a dig on your wife or your kid it's just I understand that when you're just surrounded by the same people all the time constantly right. nice to have another guy there well I plus think I our get along with your family you know I think our first because I admit I think we were hanging out at one time and I was like. Hey, I go to these minor league games. There's like four in our area within an hour drive. And you're like, oh, cool. And then I know you kept uh, I, a couple times. You're like, hey, let's go, let's go. And I, I it was right when Tracy was pregnant, so I couldn't oh, get away. Yeah. And yeah. then finally, the one night, I'm like, hey, let's go. I think we went up to Lancaster for our first. So that was just me and minor you for league. The Jet it was just Hawks. me and you. We went on a mandate to caught Lancaster. my first caught my first foul ball. It bounced, but I caught my first foul well, ball. We were Jet we were two of eighty people in the stadium. Dude, <laughs> so it was wasn't great, a hard though. get. I'm telling you, if you if you're watching this, if you're listening to this, if you like baseball, like I personally, I, I'm realizing slowly that it's, you know, people say I'm a baseball junkie. You're a ba I'm a baseball junkie, and I was always like, yeah, yeah, I like it, but but I really do like I could watch I could watch multiple games in a day of teams that I have no no dog wow. in the fight. You that's know what I mean? like, that's impressive. Like I remember I saw Carl Di Gregorio at um, at a comedy show. This Carl's hilarious, but it was the first day of spring training when they were showing games on TV. Yeah. So uh, Carl was like, so spring training had just started. It was the 2017 season. And Carl was like, you must be still riding off the Cubs World Series. And I was like, yeah, man, I love baseball. And he goes, yeah, man. I mean, he goes, didn't just... Uh, didn't just didn't spring training just start? I go, yeah, dude. He goes, yeah, man. I go, yeah. Or no, I said, I go, spring training started today. He goes, oh man, me and you, we watch baseball different. Because I, I, I goes, I don't, I don't watch the game any games until the playoffs. I go, dude, I watched four games today. He's like, dude, that's psychotic. Like people just don't give a shit, you know. But I, I could watch. And again, that's why minor league to me is like. Those guys are trying to make the pros. Like this, is, I want to see these guys. They hustle. It's yeah. fun baseball. And like you said, there's nobody there. Tickets were very inexpensive. And yeah. beers. We went on a Thursday. Thursday, Thursday. Do dollar beers, dollar hot dogs. And I got lit up. And I think we ate Sonic on the way home. And like, <laughs> got fuck. I got fucking hammered. Yeah, you, you know? did. You did. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it was a lot of fun to the point where then I did go back with you multiple times. Every time we'd go, we'd buy hats. <laughs> And like, 
We went to the Bakersfield Blaze, which yeah. they're RIP. They're no longer there. Because I know. They wanted a new, because they were playing on rocks, dude. They yeah, really, their there baseball was, field was There was terrible. little league fields that are better, like dude, thousands of times better than what they played It was so on. bad, and all they wanted was new facilities, and Bakersfield was like, we're a metropolis. No. <laughs> and they were like, fuck off, and they left. But the Bakersfield Blaze, I'll wear that hat on the show eventually. The hat is beautiful. The hat was it looked like um, two. It looked like a butterfly. Yeah, it looked like butterfly. It wings. was two bees back to back. It was two bees back to back. They looked like butterfly wings with like yeah. an explosion in the middle that looked like a pot leaf. Yeah. So it literally looks like a butterfly with a dope leaf over it. And I, I saw that hat and I was like, someone pulled the wool over somebody's eyes. They and did. Was like, I, yeah. I got that story from my buddy Cody Decker, and that's what exactly they were looking for a logo. They had a contest. One guy submitted it on a, as a joke. They picked it and they went with it. For years, dude, it's a great logo. Yeah, it's a great logo, but it literally looks like it was made. It's a, it's in the a parking lot of a Grateful Dead show. It's, it's like, a potly. yeah, dude. But <laughs> uh, we went. I got the hat and I bought because the shirts, the jerseys, just say Blaze on them. Well, they They're sell game worn jerseys there for like fifty bucks. They're like throwing them at you. So I throw. I buy a game worn jersey, number thirty six, <laughs> Bakersfield Blaze. I put the jersey on. I get the hat on. We go to our seats. We're literally right behind home plate. You're in the Eddie, dugout, basically. Eddie. Eddie looks over and goes. You know they're not going to let you play, right? (laughs) I go, first of all, you don't know that. This is minor league ball, man. Somebody could get injured. They could could be looking around. Like, if if no one's ever heard this story, um, years and years and years ago when Keith Moon was still alive, the Who was getting ready to play a, a fucking concert, right? Keith Moon is hopped up on horse tranquilizers. He falls off his drum chair stool. Can't play the drums. They drag him off the stage. Half jokingly, Roger Daltrey is like, hey, can anybody play the drums? And a fucking guy goes, yeah. And a dude gets out of the audience and plays drums with the who. There you go. On stage at a concert he just paid to go to. So don't tell me. Right. I can't get into that game and throw a, a, a shutout, no. uh, at, play first base. At, and we all know minor league baseball, half the battle is just being in uniform. Showing up, being dressed. That's it. <laughs> that increases your chances 80% there, to get dude? into the game. But honestly, it really did spark, like, just those games. Are, it's so fun. It, it, I do. I still love baseball, obviously. but And we haven't been in a while, but we should go back because those games, we've been to Jet Hawks, uh, 66ers. Quakes. Um, uh, Rancho Cucamonga Quakes. Quakes, the Bakersfield Blaze. And these, are, these aren't necessarily close. Like, for the... Ba- Bakersfield is like 100, 100 miles away 100 from miles LA. Yeah. On the nose, it's 100 miles. Yeah, so we went out and back <laughs> the same day just to watch like <laughs> baseball, but but that was so fun. And then we found we have a we have a lot of similar tastes in music. Yeah. Um there's obviously some stuff I love that you would not love, but also <laughs> when it gets to like we I think it's just an age thing. You get to a point in middle school and high school where like rock and roll is what you care about. So yeah. for me, it was like, you know, Van, when I found Van Halen in fourth grade and then Guns N' Roses in sixth grade and then, you know, Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, Twisted yeah. Sister, you know, I mean, the list is really endless about that kind of music and, and how it influenced me. But we both have a love of Motley Crue and Iron Maiden, especially. Heavy metal, right? yeah. We're both metalheads. Heavy metalheads, yeah, sure. Yeah. I... So I think I, I can't remember what I did. I pitched it to you. I was like, hey, Iron Maiden is playing the Inland Empire. Um, well, were we really- were. I remember we talked about on our first 
minor league baseball game excursion to Bakersfield, we were talking about like I was like, yeah, the reason my name my name is Edwin, but I go by Eddie because of Eddie from Iron Maiden. Because as a kid growing up, I, I was a metalhead. Like, I want to go by Eddie. Can write. And you were like, oh, that's, yeah, I love Iron. Maiden. And we were like, oh, and we were that's we that's how we both learned that we loved Iron Maiden. And again, this is like something like that stayed in my head, so that when it came, when I saw that they were coming, I was like, dude, Eddie likes Iron Maiden, and Eddie doesn't drink. So if I want to get to the Inland Empire and get back, Who better in one to piece, ask. Eddie would be the perfect guy because he wouldn't be annoyed at the music, you know. So we went out there, and I think I and I did this to a couple people in the past, but like, I'll I'll buy a twelve pack, and I'll bring it with me, and I'll drink it in the car on the way before there. Before you get there, it's before gone. we get there. It's like, well, you know, it's like a pregame because oh, yeah, yeah. beers there are so expensive, and then I end right. up buying fourteen beers there anyway. Because I'm so blacked out from the 12-pack, I have no idea what I'm doing with my money. But you would have bought 24 had you been there and not drank. I, so you you're right. There. Look at all the money I saved, I think right. is what we're getting at. But but we went out to Iron Maiden. I got hammered, and they that show was so funny. They came out. We were in the lawn. I think Anthrax was – we missed Anthrax, right? Yeah, we missed Anthrax because it was because you're in this field in San Bernardino. And the drive And the drive to get in was so backed up. And we got was backed up, and then the walk in it was like everything yeah. was just so far away. Yeah. And but I do remember before I went to that show, I was talking to my mom, and she, I don't know how she has this memory, or if she has this memory, or if she just kind of tossed it out there. But when I in 1992, I saw Anthrax and Iron Maiden, yeah, uh, at the Rosemont Horizon in Illinois. It was cold. I went in without a jacket. We had a great time. I was like young, 15, 16 years old, you know, and. Uh, the, there was these two like 45 year old guys in front of us who were trying to talk to these women and one, they were like, yeah, we're going to get backstage. They sat, we were laughing at them all day, all night. And then one of them finally threw up all over the chicks <laughs> and we were just dying. It was me and my friend, Mike Ortiz. We were laughing so hard. Uh, Andy Kalman, there's a bunch of people there, but anyway, I remember telling my mom, she was like, how was the show? I go, oh my God, you should have seen this drunk asshole throw up all over these chicks, whatever, you know, fucking some 40 year old dick at a fucking Iron Maiden show. <laughs> Then I tell my mom, me and you are going Iron Maiden Anthrax. And she's like, so you're you're going to show to be the old man that you used to make fun of at the yep. show? And I was like, well, since you put it that way, yes, that's exactly what I'm doing. And we got there. We finally got in. Like I said, we missed Anthrax. Iron Maiden comes on. And I think he even announced right away, we're going to play our the new one thing album. you don't want to hear at an Iron Maiden concert. Well, I think people will say it's the one thing you don't want to hear at any concert is here's That's our true. new album. Now, yeah. the Grateful Dead was different. If they premiered a new song and you didn't, it never heard it. That is crazy, and you got it's the the buzz in the crowd is, is right. fantastic. I was kind of pumped because we, you know, I've heard Live After Death. Yeah, I've heard. There's so much stuff, and this is this at that show was probably the third or fourth time I'd seen Iron Maiden live. You know, so <clears throat> I didn't, and I thought the new stuff was pretty good. And then yeah. they, they did like Running stuff. Free. They did stuff at the end. Number they of the did Bees, like three or four did, good like hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as soon as that show started, we were in the lawn. <clears throat> Everyone stands. We were up. way back because we're old, we're so we got as far back from the mosh pit as possible. That's another thing is I want to like I like having my back against the exit so I can just turn and walk out when things go haywire right. because everybody if you've ever been to a show that has a big lawn it can get wild right yeah. everyone oh, yeah. stood up all the guys took their shirts off set them on fire <laughs> 
and then dancing start, started dancing around small fires that they, everyone was it's making. It's like Lord of the Flies in the back of this concert. But it, it felt like an immediate, like, Iron Maiden, just take the shirt off. Let's fuck it. It was like they couldn't burn things fast Then they enough. started burning their plastic cups. Oh, it from smelled. The beer. It oh, stank. I just remember thinking, like, dude, whoever sells T-shirts in the parking lot is going to clean up tonight because no one's got a shirt to wear home. And that was, the, that was the first concert. That was the first time I went out with you where you were drunk, where we stopped at a fast food place afterwards. Oh, okay. And, okay. I, and I finally saw how much fast food you order at one time. We pulled up to a Carl's Jr. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I think I ordered like a number one or two or whatever. What, just the burger and the fries you're like, and the You're drink. like a normal and combo like, what for do a you human want? mouth. And literally 30 minutes later, you rattle off the end of your order. That <laughs> is... That's fair. <laughs> I mean, That's I've fair. never seen what, like you ate like a double burger with like I, there was chicken strips involved, and then I think like two tacos because we were at Jack in the Box. I, it was such a oh, buffet was it, was of it, food. If it was if it was Jack in the Box, if it was Jack in the Box, then we there were it was Carl's Junior Jack Carl's in the Junior. Box. Okay, I, I think it was hey, probably one of the Carl's. Yeah, Jack is a Jack. Jack in the Box is a different beast. I I can go to town on Jack in the Box even more so. I can't go to Carl's Jr. anymore because of nights like that. And 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 I don't want you to think I know you looked at me as probably like a superhuman. But yeah, it was you should amazing. know that those next mornings those next mornings are you had to I shed mean, your if, old skin. Dude, I'm waiting for Ken Burns to want to do a documentary on some of those dumps I took. Dude, they were <laughs> epic. Dude, epic. It's amazing apartment plumbing could handle those dumps. Dude, how about it? I mean, a couple times it couldn't, but that's not, we're not here to talk about shoddy plumbing. <clears throat> um, so, but none of this deterred you from hanging out with me. You didn't no, like, I see me I, eat all like that I food said, and go, never again. People that made me laugh when they were drunk were the people I would hang out with. And that, that stuff would make me laugh. Like the amount of Taco Bell you could order at a Taco Bell drive-thru at 2 a.m. made me laugh so hard. And the, and the two grocery bags full of Taco Bell that the guy would hand you in the drive-thru, it was worth the night of hanging around drunk people to experience that. A plus, I mean, how many times? Didn't TB on me? I mean, I must have <laughs> paid. paid. I paid. I mean, no, considering what my, my contribution to the total order was, it was barely, it was 99 cents. I, <laughs> I would get three soft tacos and a Dr. Pepper. $1.50, yeah. And, and then you like, had the rest of the menu two times over. Sixty four seventy five, sir. Thank you. Would you want? I waited. Me, me and Nicole were talking about this. I, I, I ordered Taco Bell once. It was me and her in the car, and we placed an order. And it instead of they should have just had us pull to the parking lot. It was a twenty five minute wait for them to put all the food together. And Taco Bell is like the Jim Gaffigan joke of like it's all the same five ingredients is yeah. real. I mean, it's beans, cheese, meat, whatever. It's like it's the just same folded shit. different. That's all folded different. Sometimes it's crusty. Sometimes it's soft. That's literally it. And the, and the 25 minutes, I'm like looking at the cars behind me and they're like looking to see how many people are in the car. Like, oh, they must be going to a fucking house party. And can I tell you the grossest uh, ordering Taco Bell story it has nothing to do with me. My buddy Tim, who you know, my first roommate out in LA, yeah. moved out, we went to college together. Uh, he got a job. He was, oh no, we lived around the corner from that Taco Bell on uh, over on Hollywood. Where yeah, yeah. It used to... 
used to be kind of by Jumbo's Clown Room or on the way to Jumbo's Clown Room. Yeah. He went to Taco Bell one day. He comes back. We used to get these 10, 10 tacos, like a 10 for 10 or whatever. Yeah. So he would get 10, I would get 10, and we would then both clog the toilet. <laughs> but he comes back and he's like, he just, he looks sad. He's holding Taco Bell. And he look, I'm like, dude, you shouldn't look sad, man. You got all that Taco Bell in your hands. What's up, bro? And he was like, dude. I don't this is this girl I saw a girl I know at Taco Bell and I thought it was gonna be a story about him being embarrassed for getting ten tacos. Yeah. He goes, I let her go and I was gonna let her go in front of me. She goes, No, 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 no. You go first. I'm here getting craft service for a film shoot. <laughs> she orders two hundred dollars or hundred and fifty dollars worth of Taco Bell. Okay. So again, like what you said, like a hundred like two grocery bags was thirty dollars. Like yeah. think about a hundred and fifty dollars. It turns out as they're talking, she's the production assistant on a porno movie. Oh. She's taking that food back to set so they can have a catered meal before they get back to shooting. <laughs> so that somewhere there was a porn crew that ate $150 worth of Taco Bell and then was like, all right, let's get fucking. <laughs> and I honestly, I'm like... He was. T it didn't stop me from eating my ten tacos. Oh but no! Like, I was not. pretty sad as I was like on taco <laughs> well, well, yeah, five. That's, that's awful. Was... <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm gonna eat these on the toilet if you don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I think this is. I want to talk about this because I want to. I want to promote this band as well. But like, we. I don't know how I found this or who pointed it out to me. But I found this. We were. Honestly, I don't know where I heard of them, but there is a f all female tribute band uh, called the Iron Maidens. Yes. They play Iron Maiden songs. The guitar players who have been, there have been multiple guitar players in and out of the band. There's currently two that are phenomenal uh, Courtney Cox, not the actress, and then um, <laughs> uh, Nikki Stringfield, I think is her name. And then Nita, Nina Strauss, Nita Strauss, who plays with Alice Cooper now, used to be yeah. in the band. When That's we were seeing him, we would see it was her Nita, live. Yeah, it was Nita and Courtney Cox were playing uh, guitar. But it's an all-female tribute band. They play Iron Maiden songs, and they don't just like play Iron. They shred. Like these yeah. women are now. They uh, Nita Strauss has an Ibanez guitar named after her. Courtney Cox, I think, has an Ibanez guitar. Like these women have not just, you know, they they play Iron Maiden songs that Iron Maiden doesn't even play live. Yeah. And they have met Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden has come to see them. They have toured the world in this band. And I can't remember for the life of me how I found them, but I highly recommend if you are an Iron Maiden fan yeah. or a fan of that genre of music, we went a couple times, saw them with other bands who were tribute acts as well. I, I mean, it's just so it's so fun to me. But the first we would, couple of, We would literally go every time we knew where they were playing, we would find out where they were playing and we would go. Because it was like Paladinos in Tarzana. Yeah. Or, you know, I mean, they were supposed to play the whiskey before this all happened and we, March, we saw him at the whiskey once we did we saw him at the whiskey we've seen him at the i've seen parts some of them at the key club but they were playing with another band and then paladinos like three times i think well that's where that's sort of their home club i think yeah when they're here yeah they do san diego oh we went down to newport beach I we think. did go to newport beach <laughs> yeah didn't we take Irwin down we there did. Brian we Irwin? Took <laughs> A guy who has no Iron Maiden experience is like... Just sat there with his arms crossed the whole time. <laughs> like, what is this? Oh, look at this guy. He's hammered. Yeah, dude. Come on. I could be asleep uh, right now. <laughs> but those shows were always so fun. <clears throat> My God. Sorry about that. 
Uh, those shows were always so fun. And again, for the most part, like I think the last couple we went to, I either drove myself or whatever. But yeah, I mean, you've I'm, you've been like you've the last few years, you've not been the drinker that you were. Well, and which was a good thing. Dude, <laughs> and uh, yeah. you've been driving yeah. me a lot. Or at least right. you were before all this happened, yeah. Right, but but only just because I like feel like I owe you a thousand rides. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those kind of deals. And I know you're you didn't do that going someday. You're gonna pay for this. <laughs> someday like, I'll never have to drive again. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, I think June fourth, two thousand nineteen, June third, two thousand nineteen, I went to a Dead and Company show at the Hollywood Bowl, and for whatever reason, went from a couple of beers at the bar before. To yeah. a couple of beers on the way in, to five beers inside, to two bottles of wine, to five more beers. Two bottles of wine? I was like in line for beer, and I was like, well, the bottles of wine, you could get more than that. And I th actually, you know what? I only bought one. I only bought one bottle of wine. But it was a gross amount of booze. And the next day I woke up and I was like, I don't think I ever want to do that again. And it, and it was just a conscious decision to take a break and it really has lasted until now i mean every once in a while when i'm home i'll have like a cocktail like i had a glass like i said i had a glass of wine right. last night but you don't you're not like heavy drinking like you were can't dude can't literally we bought spiked eggnog for christmas yeah and i have a glass of that and i'm like good night and it's not it's just it just makes me so tired and i have no desire like there, I mean, on the road was really bad, you know, just drinking in the hotel rooms when you, after shows, there's nothing to do. Like, I'm going to get a 12 pack. Uh, what, what was the point of that? Absolutely nothing. Like 3,000 million, 300 million calories and a, and a head. So you could pass out. So I could go to, yeah, it's like, dude, I can figure out ways to get to sleep. So yeah, I mean, it just took a toll and I was just kind of tired of it. I remember that one show we went to, you weren't uh, so much drinking as you, you made your, you made a mushroom sandwich before we went. Which show and is that? The Roger Waters show at the Coliseum. Oh well, yeah. Okay, if we're talking about anything in, involved with Pink Floyd or Roger Waters, that's for sure. But also, there was that. Were you? Oh, was it the Coliseum? Yeah. Uh, the LA oh. Coliseum. Yeah, yeah. Roger Waters was that's one of was those. Like, it's probably like 2013. I'm guessing. One of, yeah, one of those. There. Those shows made me so fucking mad, dude. Like the the people would not. Dude, the wall. Pink Floyd, The Wall, is not just an iconic album that we should all be worshiping as a god, but like, yeah. it is, <laughs> it is, it, it, it changed the fuck, it changed my brain, okay? It, that album, it's, it, there's too much to go into. Pink Floyd yeah. is an amazing band. When you finally, right, no, wait, I'd never had a chance, I saw Pink Floyd without Roger Waters in, uh, at Soldier Field for the Division Bell Tour, but I'd never seen Roger Waters and I'd never seen The Wall performed in its entirety. Right. Thing. And and people were sitting there. We would stand up, sit down, sit down. It's like it was a, <clears throat> like they were at some <laughs> cover band thing. I was like, <clears throat> I was so mad at everybody. Yeah. At one you point, got I know. That day. At, at one point, I know I spilled my beer on somebody and I was like, good, fuck you. And like, it was a similar. Remember when we went to see Van Halen? Oh, God, yeah. And I was so mad that fucking David Lee Roth sounded like shit. I was so mad. And Well, worse than that was his five or, or his 20-minute like solo performance in the middle with his dogs on film behind him. And he's he had like, a, an acoustic guitar. Here's me by a truck. 
here's me wearing overalls. I'm like, dude, if you don't bring Eddie Van Halen back on stage, I'm fucking leaving. Like, get the fuck out of here. Which was, I, I look back at that show like, you know, that was the last time I got to see Eddie Van Halen live. So that, that made it worth it. The show I saw before that, that I, I dragged you to that show because the show I went to before that was so good. This, yeah. The Van Halen show I saw in 2010 had been so good. So I take you to the one in 12 and then I'm like pissed. And then when they come in 2015, I'm like, no. I'm mad at David Lee Roth, and then that was the last time they ever played live. Oh. And we, I didn't even DD you to that show. We took the LA uh, Metro down to the Staples Center for that one. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. That's true. So yeah. we can't even talk. It doesn't, doesn't count. That doesn't count for this. But at the same time, not only uh, you know being the sober guy, you're a designated driver, but in a situation like that, you're the designated get-me-back-to-where-I-need-to-go guy. Yeah. Like when we would go to comedy festivals, like slow. <laughs> like, I mean, remember that? That was the first TB on me. Walking home from that, if yeah, I was, I was a by designated myself, walker, I would have been in a ditch, that, man. <laughs> I'd still be living up there. Like I can't find my way out of here. You were so hammered because we went to that show, and for people who are listening and don't know, there's a the San Luis Obispo Comedy Festival, and then the last show of the festival is at this little bar, and it's called the Poison Show, where mm. you have to get as messed up as you can before you perform. So the whole point is, every comic that goes up is just obliterated on whatever they can put in their bodies. It's a bad idea. Yeah, and it's not comedy. That's the festival is great. Don't get me wrong; I'm not bagging on the festival. No, it's Anybody, a fun festival. It's a fun festival. People that can support show. it. They do. They do a lot. But that show, and especially for a guy like me, who at that point I'd finished my other sets. Yeah. So that was like, oh, all I have to do is this be wasted show. So and, I'll get and, wasted. And you take the challenge. Oh, challenge accepted. <laughs> I and what did I do? I tried to tell. They gave me a five-minute spot. Yeah. I tried to tell a 20-minute story. <laughs> I, I tried to tell the Germany story. I start talking about how I shit in an alley, and then I was like, I have to go. <laughs> so and people were like, I what? Shit in the alley. Did I pay for this? What is this? Like, so weird, dude. And literally, <laughs> I had to walk you back. We walked through the town of San Luis Obispo. I, you had to be blacked out. I don't know if you remember any of the walk. I remember Probably. the weave. I remember because I would do this. You uh, were going I, in and out of the road. I had to yeah. get you back onto the sidewalk for yeah. about a two and a half mile walk. Yeah, yeah, you wrangled you, me. Keeping you out of the road. It's like wrangling stoned cats. And that was the first TV on me night. We, there was a Taco Bell next to the hotel, and we go in, and like, you're like, TV on me. And you just kept saying it. And then I'm like, all right, whatever. So we buy, we walk, we get two grocery bags full of Taco Bell. We walk back to the hotel room that we're sharing together. Literally, I have my three tacos, and the whole time you're just TP on me. I'm like laying on the on bed eating like insane TP on me. Glutton. You're literally. You're literally covered with Taco Bell. It's on me. TV. It's on me. TV is on me. You pass out. You wake up the next morning. Just cover. There's just Taco Bell all over the bed. I mean, hey. And then Guys. we left. We got out. We just like we're left. We left. I think there's still one more day of the festival. We're like we're we're, we're going home. <laughs> tonight we're like no, there's no. Tonight. We didn't stick we're around home. for the final shows. The best of the fest. We just like we're leaving. Well, I I think at that point we had, it, comedy festivals are are wonderful and enraging all at the same time because for anyone who doesn't know, if you do a comedy festival and you're not a huge name that they're flying in, you have to pay your way there. Yeah. And then once you're there, I mean. By nature, uh, we're broke assholes yeah. all the time. Like comics, don't we? No one does an open mic, and they're like, "Oh, here's a thousand dollars." Yeah. Uh, and after four days of a festival, you're like, "I'm done." Especially if you're like me, and you're like, "Dude, I don't want these people to see me again after seeing me yesterday." And like, Ugh, I gotta get out of here. I just told everybody I shit, and then walked off stage. <laughs> Dude, I remember I left uh, one of Nate Craig's Fourth of July parties, and uh, 
that was it was chaos, you know. And then I remember seeing like four or five people like six months later at the comedy store. Someone they're like, "Oh my god, I thought you were dead." And I was like, "What?" Like you just walked off, dude. I hadn't heard from you. I didn't know what happened to you. I was like, "Okay." Oh, uh, but so the Iron Maidens. Oh, I wore. Oh, dude, I just wore mine the other day. It glows in the dark. Oh, does it really? Yeah, it does. Dude, uh, this is how I can tell that uh, <laughs> cutting out booze has helped me lose weight because when I first bought this shirt and I put it on, it was like a sausage skin. You know what I mean? Like my, You could like, see my well, nipples. I can't like, wear this was, ever. Oh, I, w- I would wear it under a shirt like this because it would act as a girdle and hold my fat in. So I'm like wearing a skin tight tee underneath. That's like you get get the black yeah. collar. So my flannel flows. <laughs> so then my flannel flows. <laughs> you get it? Yeah, I know. All right. So it's, uh, clearly there haven't been any like um, no real major catastrophes in your. I've never your had. Uh, well, no, I've been pulled over three times by police while I was DDing. I've Ooh. been pulled over three times by cops and breathalyzed twice. Oh, because they could smell booze in the car from everybody Well, because I literally, we would have the car, like, there was three times it happened. I did it once. Uh, this is probably the closest I ever got to being arrested. Uh, I was with my buddy, Bundy, and he got hammered, and we were leaving a, a apartment party, whatever, and I had my, I was parked in the parking lot. We get in the parking lot. I go to back out the car. My buddy, my Bundy goes, he's hammered. He's blackout drunk. He's like, hold on a second. And I'm like, what? He's like, I got to do something. I'm like, all right. So he gets out of the car. I think he's going to go take a leak or something, right? Yeah. There's this gazebo behind us. And I'm like, what are you going to do? He's like, I fucking hate gazebos. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so <laughs> what he an gets, interesting he gets, hate. <laughs> he gets out of his car and just goes and kicks the shit out of this gazebo. Like 10 minutes just kicking the gazebo to pieces. In his mind, he was right. Just yeah, so in his know. mind, absolutely, this is the greatest decision he ever made in his life. Mm-hmm. I'm like, he gets back in the car. I'm like, are you better now? He's like, yeah, we can go. And I'm like, all right. So I go to back out. And as I'm backing out, I see in the rear mirror, this cop car pulls right behind me and blocks me in. I'm like, oh, fuck. The gazebo police. The gazebo police. And they're like, and then, so I get out of the car. And then my buddy's hammered. He's in this passion. He gets out of the car. They start asking me all the questions because I'm the driver. I'm the responsible one. So he's like, what are you, what are you, what are you doing here? You let like, your I was friend just driving my car. buddy home. He's like, okay. And my buddy the whole time is like, hey, it was me. I beat up the gazebo. I'm the one. He doesn't drink. And they're like not paying attention to him. He's the town idiot. That is so they, interesting. Yeah. And they're, yeah. and they're after me. They have me in the, in like the, the fucking zip tie cuffs. I'm like this about my car. I'm like, look, I didn't. I'm just driving. He got out of the car. It wasn't. I didn't do anything. I was just driving him home. He's like, okay, all right. And like, blow this breathalyzer. So I blow it. It blows zero point zero. I'm like, I told you, I'm not. I don't. I'm not drinking. I don't. He's the drunk one. And he's and my buddy's just screaming. Yelling, I'm the drunk one. Clearly hammered. And so he, I blow it again, and it's still zero. And he got the cop is pissed because I keep blowing zero because he wants he, he to nail me. Positive, you're drunk. He wants to nail me, and I'm like, dude, I'm just I'm the DD here. He got out. He did that. He, the, my buddy's like, I beat up the gazebo. It was me. And so like that was probably the closest I got to being arrested. And there's two other times where I just I'm literally driving my buddies out of a parking lot of a bar. And there's like four of us in the car, and the cops are just waiting there to pick up drunk drivers. You just so looked. Just, you looked like a crowd. A, a yeah. Car so they pull so. me over, and I blow, and then they're they're like, and they're they're pissed every time. It's not like, oh, thank God, there's a safe designated driver here. Dude, they don't say that. They, they don't go, thank you. They don't say, hey man, you do, you're doing a good thing here. No, thank you. They for don't. They're, your they're home like safe. they're pissed because you're not blowing. It's because it's a fucking bullshit thing, yeah. dude. It's a bullshit fucking. Yeah. Which that always pissed me off. I'm like, you should be happy. I'm doing this. 
and they sit there and they act pissed because they They're can't not meeting pinch, their they ticket can't pinch quota. me for a DUI. Yeah, dude. I my brother, we were coming back from my cousin's wedding years ago in California, and he, my brother was driving, and I would had you know I had booze for breakfast or whatever. It was like a mimosa brunch or something. So I'm hammered in the car on the way yeah. home. And my brother gets pulled over. And the same thing, like he's out and this guy, cause he can smell booze in the car because I'm literally sweating booze. And he's like, dude, this guy's name was Officer Rigby. <clears throat> so I kept saying, like in my head, I'm like, Officer Rigby. And I was hanging out the passenger side. He's got my brother doing like nose, like touch your nose and right, lift your right, foot right. up. <clears throat> and then he's got, I'm like hanging out the passenger window going, hey, He's not, I'm drinking. I'm yeah. the guy you can smell. <clears throat> and he would go, sir, get back in the car. He would. He, he ignored me. He they don't care. Me. They don't care. Which I get, I get that they want to make sure the guy driving isn't drinking. I get that. Yes. And, and, you, and you can be hard on the driver going, I just got to make sure you're not, I can't put you back behind the wheel if you've had anything in you. I get that. But once they find out you've blown 0.0 and fast and passed all the tests, they should go, hey, bud. You're doing a good thing here. I appreciate yeah, it. Thank but they you. don't. Keep they storm up. off pissed because they can't put you in their squad car. Yeah, dude. It's 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 insane. But but so you've never actually been arrested because I've you know, I don't know if this is a thing, but I heard that they're making laws where you can be get a DUI for driving someone who's drunk. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. That's like giving someone a DUI on a bicycle. It's like you're, eh. you're trying to get rid of a DUI. Oh, wait, are there are they saying they can give the person, the passenger who's drunk a DUI for being drunk in the car? Or the actual driver a DUI? No, I'm they're, the tra- they're trying to. They, they, they can they can cite the driver. I, I it was like it was years ago that someone was like, no, they can cite it, and I was like, dude, I'd never heard of that. So that's insane. I, I hope that's not true. That's insane. it is insane. I I hope that's not true too. I don't even know why I said it. I just put weird fear <laughs> into people now, and I'm not driving you around. I could get in trouble. Like no, if I'm gonna get in trouble, I might as well be drunk. <clears throat> yeah, I don't even know. I don't have any proof. I don't have any <laughs> websites to look at. I'm just like so you, I think you just I heard made it once. Up. Some drunk asshole said to me, and I'm repeating it like it's fact. A lot of people Come told on. me. Uh, dude. Uh, well, dude, this is this has been great, man. I I mean, other than promoting more Iron Maidens shows and minor league <laughs> baseball. Uh, well, I, it's not. I miss hanging out with you. It's been so long since we hung out dude. at the store, or the improv, and uh, it sucks. I, it's I I just. Even on those nights when it was just like we show up with the improv, like sit There's there, no have a one glass there. of water, look around, and go, ah, I'm gonna go home. Like it's just even. I miss that. You know what I mean? I miss I that. Just, that 20 miss, minutes of just being out of the house was nice. Wa- walking in, seeing who's there, going, uh, uh-uh. uh, and then walking, <laughs> <laughs> which was 90 percent of the time going to the improv. <laughs> but, that, but now I'm gonna embrace all that shit so much. <laughs> Every fucking person I've been like, get away from me. I'm be like, come here, come here, yeah, come, come here. here, give me a hug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, well, thanks. Is, is there anything we could uh, plug for you? I don't um, know when this is going to come out, but, I mean, you got the Ralph Report. You're I'm special. on the Ralph Report on Patreon.com five days a week, uh, and we have the Ramble. Uh, you get it wherever you get your podcast. That's basically five. It's four days a week. And then my comedy special right now is streaming free for Amazon Prime members, and you can also buy it on Amazon or iTunes or anywhere you buy videos. Awesome, dude. So, that is awesome. Well, congratulations on that, dude. Pumped. Thanks. That's great, man. Uh, All right, buddy. Thanks so much for taking the time. And um, let's good talk. It's good talking. Good old times. I miss. Yeah. Let Eddie serve as an example to anybody who uh, might not be drinking or like drinking and have friends that are disgusting like me. And then uh, (laughs) find someone that makes you laugh. Look, and, you without, can, and you and you can and you can be a DD. It's a, you can have a great time, and you can have all the memories. Yeah, yes, you are the holder of the memories. Like, let's just say, 
guys like you are going to be prominent at my funeral. You know what I mean? It's like we got guys who I'll be giving that. a lot of eulogies. Dude. <laughs> For sure, for sure. And please mention Taco Bell. And Oh, absolutely. Once I'm gone, give them my they'll, best. They'll be catering your funeral. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Put it in my casket. <laughs> One final TB on him. <laughs> just, the, if, just the grass over my grave just never gets green. It's always brown. Instead of people throwing dirt on your casket, they're just chucking soft tacos. Cheesy gordita. Oh, you big, big spender. Ah, uh, just kidding, everybody. I'm going to be cremated, so put it in the thing that I get burned so the ashes get in there, too, and I have a nice flavor, a nice scent. All right, Eddie, thank you so much, man. Thanks, John. Take My it easy, pleasure. buddy. Yeah. All right. Late. Bye. Bye. You leave. No, do I leave? All right. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Dude, that was that was hilarious. The TV on me, that was Dude. so. I I literally fucking fe- almost fell to the floor laughing. On Dude, that. I am so annoying. I mean, I I literally keep. I, I remember swerving out into the road, him going, "Dude, get the fuck over here!" Like he's <laughs> like dealing with a child, you know. It was yeah. just so funny. But yeah, I mean, that's and and honestly, like. I, He's one. He's a good guy, and I like I like what he said about like he finds one guy who sort of makes him laugh, and it makes the whole experience okay. Because sometimes when you're around, when you're not drinking, and you're around people that are just obliterated, it can be very unfun. Yeah, you know? I've definitely been that guy. Like you could tell, like it, it it's a it's that kind of persona, you know, transcends all. Like whether they're drunk or not, it's like whether they're a good person who like is having a fun time because that's you know he's a comic you you're you're comics you know like it's it's not necessarily like yeah this is an opportunity for material but like this is fun you know this is this is something to remember or to talk you know like and it's not for material but it's like it's rich right yeah i think and i think i think it's kind of like i think i heard doug stanhope say this but i think the quote was something like uh whoever dies with the most stories wins or whoever mm. dies with the best stories wins. It's like, you know, by not holding back on stuff like that, like, luckily, I'm still alive. But, like, we, I, I mean, I laugh with Eddie about that shit all the time. That's why I wanted to, this episode was so easy to even consider because yeah. he's been, he's n- never drank. He's been giving people rides forever. And, like, I'm just one chapter in that bizarre history of, like, lunatics that have been in his, and he's still got that car. That 94 Mustang is yeah. in his garage, buried <laughs> under boxes right now. It doesn't run. But, like, it's just so funny that he's still got it, you know? Yeah. And I think anybody who, I just, I, I just hope that that is a, a little bit of a, a motivating factor. Cause back in the day, like I would never want to be the designated driver. Like I, I'm like, no dude, I want to party. I want to have fun. And like, that just wasn't fun, but it's not that it's not fun. It's just that it's a different fun. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I encourage well, it's relative. It's who, relative. Like, like he was saying, you know, he was a homebody, you know, it's yeah. And it, I, I was way more like that too. Like, yeah. Like you, you were mentioning, I'm the weed guy, but mostly I was just a video game playing guitar jamming, you know, like my friends were the type a let's go get hammered type, you know? So like, yeah. I, I definitely relate to Eddie in that, in that regard, you know? So it's, 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 and he's just so effortlessly hilarious. Dude, it's so he, funny to hear you guys talk. It's like, yeah, he's, it's good. He's a good with you guys. It's great. He's a good ball buster. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's always have that good friend to kind of put you in your place where like, like if I wake up and I'm like, Oh man, we had a good time. He's like, well, here's some dumb shit you did. You know what I mean? He'll, <laughs> right. he'll let you know. But, but like he said, I never like, 
I never tried to fight him. I never tried, you know. There yeah. are guys in high school, I definitely, who are friends of mine still to this day, who are like, every time I get drunk, I'd be like, let's wrestle. And they'd be like, get yeah. away from me, dude, weirdo. <laughs> but yeah, man, um, yeah, I mean, I don't have too much. Eddie, yeah, Eddie like I said, check Eddie out on uh, the Ralph Report and the Ramble with Jerry Rocha, who's also a very funny comedian. Yeah, links and, in the description. Um, yeah, yeah, check, we'll check Eddie out. Things yeah. Up. Yeah, man, but uh, that was our episode on designated drivers. Woo! So, yeah, <laughs> thank you guys for listening and watching, and uh, sorry about my zit, and uh, we'll try to rectify that, get it taken care of. Until next week, y'all. Later, guys. Later.